Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we can't trust kids, not even your own kids, because one of them could be a killer. Because tonight we're talking about the bad seed. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, uh, first thing I want to say is thank you if you've left us a review on iTunes. It means a lot to us. If you haven't yet, please do so. Also, please subscribe. It helps us climb the charts and helps us get noticed, and that's what we're trying to do, I guess. I don't know. You guess? Yeah, I know we are. We don't know what we're doing. We just like hearing from you guys, and we like to give you shout-outs at the end of the episodes, you know, because it's fun for us. Um, also, if you're wondering why we've gathered here today... It's because we're going to talk about The Bad Seed, which came out in 1956. It was directed by Mervyn Leroy. It had a budget of $1 million. It made a box office of $4 million. Huge hit. It was filmed in the U.S. of A. and has a Rotten Tomatoes meter of 68%. If you don't know what it's about, a housewife suspects that her seemingly perfect 8-year-old daughter is a heartless killer. This was Mike's pick. Mike, why'd you pick this movie? I picked this movie, one, because my girlfriend kept hounding me about it, and I was just like, it's not a fucking cult film, <laughs> and I, I held off on it, and then all of a sudden, there was like a month where like, no matter where I fucking went online, or no matter where I went, like, I kept seeing the fucking bad seed, like, I like I was listening to, a po- like, two film podcasts covered it, um... Uh, like I was, I was looking around for like whole film news and stuff like that, and the bad seed popped up. I found out this blog, and they were talking about the bad seed, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I should, maybe, maybe we should like explore this film a little bit. That, and I kind of wanted to go back to the fifties a little bit, like go back to the old classics, you know, try something, try something old to try something new, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> try something old to try something new, so to speak. No, uh. <laughs> I man, I, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad you brought it up right away. Uh, if you don't know who else is here, <laughs> it would be Kyle Smith. Hey, what's going on, Chris Willenbrecht? Hey, what's up? And you already met Michael. You did. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about that because, from what I understood, and I don't want to delve too deep into it right away, but this is based off a play, then which was turned into a no, book. No. Book then a play book then a play i yes. thought it was a play then a book book then book, a play then play then a movie then movie okay and it then, all happened then in, made for tv movie in, in a very in a very quick fashion well not the made for tv i don't think but um yeah it happened real quickly like the book was super popular and then the play was super popular and then they were like hey let's get the actors from the play and just throw them in a movie because movies are the big thing nowadays, everybody. <laughs> Yo, cinema. This movie is making so much more sense to me now that you're oh, telling me all this. Oh, I'm glad that you this. know, yeah. It'll explain because, a lot. <laughs> because, yeah, I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm like, why is this film's, like, like it, the sets felt like a pl- Everything felt like a play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They literally built the set and then just threw some cameras up there and did some interesting <sighs> movement. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. And, I mean, it was on it was on the Paramount lot, I think. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I mean, feel like a lot of movies from this from this time period did that. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, there was a moment, I mean, you know, there was a moment with film, I think, that goes. Like, you know, just have that, like, play feel to it, where you're watching it from, like, the 50s. Like, I have that problem with 50s movies. Well, the people didn't know, you know, like, I mean, by now, the 50s, like, the technology was a little, more understood. I think maybe the point he's making that I can see is that, like, yeah, in the 50s, there was definitely, um... A larger use of sets than they do nowadays. Well, very just, staged feeling. Yes, very yeah. staged feeling because it's like it's. But here's the thing: though. an overabundance of dialogue to yeah. describe yeah. a scene or set up a scene or set up something. Right. I, feel like I think that's more of a victim of it being based on a play yeah. than the film of the time, though. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, you're not, you're not gonna change it for film. Like that's what I'm saying. Like no, it doesn't feel films, like it was changed up for film. A lot of films in the '50s, I feel like, do have that that's that type of di- the dialogue is written that way that it almost does feel like a theatrical performance. Well, you know, in eh, the be- actors act as if they're I mean, almost on you, stage. You had the whole era of film noir that was that uh, of films that were nothing like this at all, though. That you're kind of missing, like where there were no. It's just a section of that time period. It's not like all films did this, but like. Definitely Hollywood, I feel like, used that a lot. Yeah, does it does it's a wonderful life feel like that? Yes. Does that feel like it's yeah. no, I don't think it sounds feels like a play. No, I do. I do. Um I, no, I think it, it just has to do I mean, yeah, yeah, because it has to do with that this was a play. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's where they pretty much ripped the script off of was like let's get it from the play. I guess they could have rewritten the whole script to like adapted the book again, yet again for a screenplay. You know but. what I mean? Like, there's things that like, like I feel like could have happened. Like, and I don't. This is but just. But this is ex- a popular form. Like, plays were a popular form. No, right yeah, now. no, no. And I, so, and I was watching it the whole time. Like, man, I wish I would have saw this as a play. Yeah. Is that weird? No, no. <laughs> because it's like I thought the same thing. Because as as like a visual aspect of it, it was like they could have done. They could have cut off the dialogue and just shown you rather than like. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it was underneath your 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 in your treasure the lining of your treasure box. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was, beneath it. There was a there was a few scenes. There was a few scenes where I I I chuckled and I was watching this with my girlfriend and and I was just like, holy shit! Like exposition, god right. damn it! You see, I walked through the door there and I picked up a bottle of milk. See, and then I poured it in a glass and took a sip and then looked around <laughs> the room confused. <laughs> and it's like, no, I know. I just saw you do that. I don't know why you're. Why are you why are you talking while you're doing that? Before we get even more into it, has, has anyone seen this movie before? Is this a first time viewing for all of us? I had actually, and I you had seen this before? Yeah, and I for the life of me, I cannot fucking remember where. I don't know, but it wasn't until um, it wasn't until the the line the the line at the very beginning where she goes or the uh, the uh, the father goes like, "What would you give me for a basket of kisses?" And like as soon as I saw that, it was all of a sudden like pop in my head, like, oh like I've seen this fucking movie. Like I know exactly how it ends. I remember this entire movie. I have no idea where I saw it. I don't even know. I well, can't. We're gonna get into that ending. I, I had never seen it. I, I had never seen it. I no. had never seen this no. movie, let alone heard of heard it. of it. Yeah, yeah. I had not heard of it either. No. Um, but I found like a, I felt like an idiot when I found out that so many people had heard of it. A lot of people like I mean, a lot of horror people yeah. like th- feel like this was kind of the start of something. I think it was the start of that whole, you know, the the bad son or what was the the good, the son. good son? Yeah, I, <laughs> that whole idea of like kids being the murderers yeah, and like yeah. not really know how to control your kids kind of thing. The thing I actually really appreciated to that point too is that it it definitely was a movie that was kind of making a um, uh, de- dealing with more of like a higher concept at the time because at the end of it, it even says like this film deals with kind of some interesting shit like 
don't spoil the ending to anybody. Don't don't ruin the movie for anybody. Like right. they even like took it made a point to like say that in the closing credits. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if I was dealing with something that not many people probably had seen in the masses, I mean the play was popular, but I mean that can well, only reach so many. And I think it had a lot to do with the whole ca- cast call at the very end of the film, you know, because they wanted you to realize that this was like these are just actors and they're just doing this thing. Well, that was like, very playish. Yeah. Also, that was such a play thing. I to feel do. like that was an honor in, honoring that the the fact that it's based on the play. That's how I, I took don't know. That. I took it more as like uh, I, I get that a play does that, but to translate that onto film, like. I feel like it was more like, yes, we're going to do it, but it also serves another purpose, which is to say, this little Patty McCormick is just a sweet little actress. You I mean, know? I, I don't I, know, man. I, I'd like to get into that, but I want to get into it when we get into like the ending of I, the film, I, too, I, because... I, I really feel like this this whole movie is people love the fuck out of the play, and the production company basically hired the entire crew from the play, and basically filmed a play for t for 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 film i don't feel like it, it went beyond that personally mm. i might have to disagree simply because the ending was changed on this film it was for film purposes it like, was indeed oh i did not know that so you know what we'll we'll get to that little uh spoiler when we come back there she is at a little table playing with the little dishes looking cute and innocent Looking like she wouldn't melt butter, she's that cool. Well, she can fool some people with that innocent look she can put on, put off whenever she wants to, but not me. Not even part way she can't fool me. Don't want to talk to nobody smart, huh? Like to talk to people she can fool, like a mama and Mrs. Breedlove and Mr. Emery. Here's some Excelsior for you. You talk silly all the time. I know what you do with the Excelsior. You made a bed of Excelsior down the basement, behind that old furnace, and you sleep there where nobody can see you. All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about The Bad Seed came out in 1956. Um, So let me ask this question because you said you saw it on um, different blogs and the internet. Yeah, I did. Do you guys feel that this is a cult film? Uh, Let's start with uh, Kyle. I don't, no. Um... I think it's a uh, well-known film, and it's a memorable film, and I mean, like, you know, I think it's probably mostly responsible for why the term bad seed even exists, but I don't necessarily know if it's, like, has a cult following, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think it's just kind of an older film that everybody knows, everybody's kind of seen, but it's not something that people are, like, uh, celebrating, I guess I should say. Chris? Um... I want to say it's not just because it was just such a uh, a huge success and it's it is just what like more well known and I think it inspired a lot of filmmakers that came after it um but I don't know if it's a cult film or if it's just a well recognized well appreciated film Mike's currently googling his answer uh, no. I'll go next before we get to Mike <laughs> because I'll... I am in disagreement I think it is a cult film and if it's not it should be okay. in my opinion I do no, I do. I think it is a cult film because, like I like I said before, I had never heard of this film before. Um, the poster looks familiar to me, but I had never heard of it. Um, and I think that with, especially with Patty McCormick and the performance that she gives, I, I don't know. There's something about this movie that just screams cult film to me. And I think there is a there is probably a small section of people who know this film 
and know it very well and, and watch this film quite a bit and are fans of this film because it's just it has all the elements in my opinion i don't know that's uh, i'm basing it off of how i feel rather than if it is or not but i think it is a cool film i feel like i'm still kind of on the fence about it like like i i i i feel a little bit i'm still leaning towards no but for for the when i heard when I when I read up on it and I read about it, like there, there, you're right, Cody. There are people that know this film like in and out, and I never fucking heard of it. Like it's weird to me that there were like a, there's a section of people like my girlfriend who are just like, "What do you mean you haven't seen this?" And then ask a person next to me, "Have you heard of this film?" And they're like, "Nope." And then ask another person, they're like, "What the fuck do you mean you two have not heard about this?" You know, like that's how it felt to some extent. And then when when I read about it the amount of people that, like, they knew every word, every line about it, like, the whole, what do you give me for a basket of kisses? Like, people, like, quote the shit out of this film, apparently, and I guess it's a subculture of people that probably say that out in, in public, and people are like, see, no one got it. Maybe they meet that one person that did, and then they fall in love and they get married. Because, <laughs> you know, what's really this podcast about? It's, it's about, about love. It's about young love. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So, I don't know. I don't know. Again, on the fence... Still kind of leaning towards you know, no, but I'm not sure. You know, after watch this movie, and I, I definitely uh, have to reference it back to something you brought up um, during our review of um, Funny Games. Okay. And you were talked about how when has a remake ever been the cult? Yeah. The more cult recognized one. I kind of feel like this movie would have the potential for that. I, I personally would actually like to see like a remake done that is less like the play and more taken as like a film. And I'd like to see what would happen. Cause I feel like it might have the potential to like, I don't know. I, I feel like they'd fuck it up. Yeah. Because the, here's the, here's the, here's the thing that I was going to get into that I think where they could fuck it up. The thing that I, I, I finally swallowed the pill and just accepted it as the film went on. But was anybody else thrown off by the beginning of this film? And the fact that, like, it was like, oh, you're just now noticing this shit? Yeah, I mean, you what do you mean? What beginning? Which part? Like, the whole beginning of the film where it's like, no one suspects this daughter of being crazy from the get-go mm-hmm. or, or even, like, until the dad leaves all of a sudden, then it's like, no, my daughter's crazy. Well, they suspected it before. For me, it felt like out of just fucking nowhere. Well, I feel like this was still kind of a fresh thing because they, she was still, like, the mother was uncovering the death of the old woman that mm-hmm. they that that what was it her their, uh, their maid Miss, Mrs. yeah the one that she yeah it was their in. maid or something like it it seemed like that was maybe Rhoda's first kill and it was now all coming to light which could have been I don't know what yeah. a year or two you know I mean there's prior. even there's even the scene though where she like you know the mother makes a point to pull aside the teacher the headmaster and be like. Is my daughter fucked up? But that's not that's not like the very <laughs> beginning though. No, like, I'm no, talking about like, it, the opening scene. But, like no, but but what that what that scene references is that prior to where we come into their lives in the film, the mother and husband have already been discussing the fact that the daughter's a little strange. I don't and, know if the dad has been discussing it. I, actually, she specifically there's says actually that. something. Okay, so I want to like it's a reference in 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 the movie uh, to something in the book that that I that I found out about um so there's a there's a whole scene where they're talking about the way the girl dresses yes and they're saying like she doesn't dress like other little girls and stuff like that um that's a reference actually to the book where in the book there 
that that's kind of a way of saying like everybody kind of did know it a little bit, but they loved her so much that they just like kind of were like just oblivious to it or intellectually dishonest about it. Like they just they choose to be ignorant on that, but they knew shit was wrong because that that quote is actually in the book. They go into a little bit more detail about how it was weird that the little girl didn't want to dress in like jeans and right. t-shirts like all the other little girls that she's but in her in her mind it was because she thought she held herself to some weird archaic standard of of like opulence right and that's why you know you know obviously what happens she starts killing people when because she sees these people as being beneath her yeah yeah i agree i think they i don't know i feel like they laid it out pretty well i i guess i just don't think that it was too if you're saying it was like too unexpected or we're just thrown into a world where it's like how didn't how didn't you know this mom you yeah, know I did I, like did I did think that from time to time but then I was also kind of like well from the well, beginning the mom did seem a bit suspicious of some sh- like, like some things she is she is very like towards the end of the film don't get me wrong she's very much in denial until like she cannot deny yeah, but anymore you, here's the other thing too the big secret of this fucking film like the big reveal is not that the little girl is a fucking mass murderer. No. The big reveal is that the mother's... The daughter of a mass murderer. Is, is a daughter of a mass murderer, and that everything she's kind of been, like, purposefully ignorant towards her daughter about is all now coming to realization that, of course, it's real, and it stems from, a like, a gene that comes yeah. down and skips this generation and goes into the daughter, and now what do you do? Yep. I gotta because say, genetics, you can't stop genetics. Like it, it got dark for me at that point. Like I was like, okay, you know, as if a, having a little child that's so sweet but is actually a killer isn't bad enough. The fact that they throw in that she's like the descendant of a serial killer is mm-hmm. like, I'm like, damn, 1956. What? Yeah. Like that's pretty. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I liked it, it added such a uh, an additional creep factor. To the film overall, I think it was also just the, the, like probably one of the only ways that they could explain why the daughter was just. I mean, they could have just left it alone and not explained it, but I feel like I, they had to give it a reason. I don't think. I, I actually don't think that that was a plot. I actually don't. I think it actually worked probably in reverse when they created this. I think that the author probably was wanted to explore the idea of of evil being a genetic thing that you like. It's the whole nature versus nurture yeah. thing, right? I yeah. mean, they have that whole big discussion about it. At the time, from the history that I've read about this movie, that was a pretty, that wasn't like a new idea that came out. People were bouncing the idea around, but it was something that people didn't, like it hadn't been brought out into pop culture. And this movie kind of took that. Like they said, like, hey, this is a weird idea. Let's take it to an extent. And because what do horror movies do so well? They do stuff like that. They take like little things that you you don't know you're scared of that maybe you heard about or whatever you don't really think about it and they put it into the context of some sort of either supernatural or a thriller and then all of a sudden it becomes a very very visceral and real thing possible thing yeah, yeah absolutely and I feel like that's exactly what this author was trying to do with this thing was he wanted to explore that idea and then the character of um, I'm a huge fan of two pe- like two actors in this film got me to where I thought you guys are mind blowingly good. That was uh, Patty McCormick as uh, uh, Rhoda, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, Henry Jones as as uh, Leroy. Okay, or Leroy, yeah. Leroy. and Leroy. Leroy. Uh, the little girl, a little history on the girl. The girl had done that role three hundred times before she had stepped into the stepped on the set. 
Like she'd been doing this on Broadway for for a while. It seemed very sharp and, yeah. and well she'd done well this trained. Before. Like yeah, she's it wasn't she was her in first it. rodeo. <laughs> she rode it, rode She played emotionally <laughs> dead very well. Yeah, she did. My, I you know you guys are gonna hate me because I did have a problem with that. I I I saw it throughout the film, like, and I was thinking to myself, like, I think it's pretty incredible that she's done this role 300 times and that she's really kind of got this character understood. There were like a couple scenes and a couple reactions that she had that felt very canned. Like, like it didn't feel as natural as There's, I wanted it to feel. Well, yeah, well I, can, I mean, I can tell you about that. Do you want to go off? There's, well, there, well, I feel like that's, that's going to be on her part, a little bit inexperienced. Well, I'm probably all the actors parts because all the actors were very playish, which you when you do a play, they're very acting. Yes, yeah. you, you act because you have to play to the back of the room. Yeah, where on film, it's a different, it's a different style of acting, mm-hmm. and it's it's you're not acting, you're acting. And plus, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't until like the whole method acting movement came into a thing where people were like the whole less is more thing, mm-hmm. like that. Th- by this time, this is just kind of just touching that. That's fine. I, yeah, and I, yeah. I totally agree with that. I'm just saying that that was one thing that I did notice. And it didn't make me think, like, e- even though I, I, I really appreciate the idea and the concept they took on it, part of me wonders, like, you know, what, how would have um, an actress um, with fresh eyes to the role, like, what would have they brought in a little differently to the character, mm-hmm. you know? I That's what would, I was thinking the whole time. I wish they would have done that with the father and the mother because those were the two worst for me. If I can talk about least the, favorite characters, really real the quick. mother, what mother? Mother, not until the end. She got me at the end. She sold okay. me at the end. But that up until she started losing her shit, yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Her- I'm kind of with you on that. Like it took me a, quite a while to get invested in her character because, yeah, she just seems so like, but Broda, what are you doing? And then it just yeah. like, and then it slowly descended into like madness. her madness, and and it that actually took over on screen above. Above the overacting, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think that was like, I think that's kind. I don't know if that was necessarily done on purpose from her acting style, or if that was just a byproduct of being a stage actor. Stage I actor. Agree. I think that's what it so was. So, how many of these? Wait, before we jump, because we know Rhoda was the girl. How many of these people were from the play? I figured all of them were right. I, no, not all of them. Not all of them. Um, I listen. I listened to. I listened to the commentary. Um. Which, uh, if you have the Blu-ray, don't bother. It's not that great. But <laughs> um, I did. They, they had uh, McCormick on there, and she because I mean, she's like the only one alive, like really, yeah. you know. So she was talking about. It, and I think the guy that played Leroy was in it. Um, He's fantastic. In the play, it was in the play. Okay. Who was it in the play? The dad had to be, dude. His acting was so- I, actually. I don't think he was. Oh God, was he terrible then? What? But why? I don't know. Again, you know what? I don't want to speak on it because I'm not exactly 100 percent sure. Not everybody wasn't. Not okay. everybody though. Yeah, well, I just well then at least felt then it felt that way it, it, to me at least from the acting style that I picked up. Um, yeah, I feel like there is like, but I feel like you can kind of pick up on the ones that were definitely from the play world. I think Rhoda for sure. I. I don't know. Again, we don't have any facts whatsoever, but if I had to guess... <laughs> when, usual, when do we ever? Yeah, usual yeah. episode of yeah. Cold Film If interview. I had to guess, I would say the um, the, the the boy's mother. was She she was very... Her, I oh, think her playing portents? drunk... Yeah, yeah Portense. Port- her portent, playing drunk portents. was pretty... Uh, it got a little weird. Not not that good. 
You know, yeah. she was up. I think she was up for an award for that performance. I wouldn't though. be surprised if she uh, was. She did have to deal. No, that was drunk in the fifties, dude. That's how you. That's how drunk. That, yeah. That's how, dude. That's how you got drunk in the fifties. Oh, you got drunk and just went over to people's houses and <laughs> yeah. questioned them. Sipping on that old granddad and just you know. Hey, can we talk about one thing? We're on the subject of alcohol. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Did people know how to drink in the fifties? Dude, I'll tell you what. That whole scene with the many father shows up. Yeah. With <laughs> how many gin tonics? That shit was like a thirty-second scene, yeah. and they were like, "I'll have another one." Yeah, I was like, "Wait, you just had one? Did you shoot yeah, that?" It's like, <laughs> it's like a tall glass too. Yeah. It was like, it was like, you look like you need another, and he's yeah. like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> well, on that note, I'll have another. <laughs> Jesus, so it was just like a two-minute thing. They had like four drinks in the middle of that two-minute scene. Hey, man, when it's time, you don't got time to do much. Okay, you just got time to drink. I was also, I thought she. Was, other than the landlord lady, she kind of drove me nuts a little bit. I didn't bit. like her. Oh, but I liked her, Monica. I liked, her. I liked Monica. I feel I like that was her point, though, was there to kind of be like, you always want it, like, you're like, I hope she gets it. I hope she gets And then you get a hint of it at the end, and then it doesn't happen. I think, yeah, I think she's there to drive, more or less to kind of drive the audience nuts and kind of drive home, like, the purity of the, the, pan- no, well, the, the, the panic that you're going to be feeling as a viewer, because as a viewer, of course, you're let in on everything that's going on and then you have this character who's just so she is just the darlingest littlest girl of all time and it's just like no you fucking idiot she's not well no but this i think that's important to the storytelling because i think the coddling that she that rhoda gets from monica fuels her her personality like so i think it's exactly that i mean rhoda is essentially a sociopath that like doesn't really i don't think she understands the concept of 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 love and uh, love and hate. I don't think she no, really. I don't think so well, maybe hate. You know. Um. But yeah, I think she she uses. I mean, like even the deliberate, the whole rubbing of the face, like mommy, such yeah. a pretty mom. Like all yeah. that stuff is. It's so clearly like you're manipulating yeah. or you're trying yeah. to manipulate her. Yeah. She's a fantastic. Yeah. This is and this, you know this movie can be accredited to why we don't give kids trophies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see where yeah, you're going Dad, with you this. Throw, you throw a penmanship award in the wrong direction, and boom, people die. Yeah, people die. Dead. See, people die. That's how competitive we got here. In Everybody's America. first place because we don't want anybody to die. Yeah. Exactly. We're all equal. <laughs> Have you not seen Bad Seed? All right, you now understand why everyone gets an award. <laughs> uh, no, and I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I felt like her character was necessary to show that, and it also like it just was so weird to me with the whole like everybody's a psychiatrist. Yeah, what? Like, yeah, it's just mostly her, I feel like. Her, One's like a crime novelist. Her, the one who was like a, a fucking child rapist. That scene was uncomfortable. Anybody else Which, uncomfortable with that yeah, scene? Yeah, what are you talking about? Which one? Remind Leroy? No. <laughs> no. The one who was like studying her mom, the the, the uh, mother's mom, that she was the, talking the to. The crime write, writer? The, the novelist cr- yeah. that, that wrote about crime? When he comes into oh. the room, he's like... You got a pretty dress, and you're oh, a pretty girl. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I remember. She's just the. Pr- yeah. I'm sorry to see you go. It's yeah, like, what the fuck? dude. Yeah. It was um, weird. I was gonna say this. It could just be us overthinking it, but or me. But there was a lot of weird moments in this film. I felt like that got a, like where where daughter and father were kind of being a little strange towards each other. I want to say I think it's us because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, I mean, if you watch a lot of movies from, like, the 40s and 50s and stuff, well, they, that's just acting. That's just how it's written. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's just the way they did it, it, it back it, then. Like, him holding her didn't seem strange. We're like, well, I'm sorry to see you leave. Like, 
back then it was probably like kind of a, a, a cute and endearing thing. Nowadays you see that and you're like, well, oh, you're going to rape the fuck out of her, ain't you? You curtsy so well. Uh, yeah, or maybe it's just been exposed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was like. Yeah, that was still innocent yep. back then. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I thought, because you know, I thought when I, because honestly when I saw that scene, I, th- I, I thought I thought to myself, like, I rolled my eyes and I'm like, God damn it, why the fuck did they, people used to act like this in the 50s? <laughs> like, this is like so. I was grossed out by it. I was like, this is weird. I was more grossed out by, like, now I was more grossed out by the chick making out with her imaginary friend than. Huh? I'm referencing, uh, I'm referencing. Drop Dead Fred. Dead Fred. <laughs> oh, uh, I was like, that more, happened? Yeah. I'm like, where did that happen in that. this movie? I don't remember Patty McCormick Oh, you guys didn't a... watch the director's cut? <laughs> yeah, didn't see that scene? <laughs> there's, a whole, uh, there's a whole uh, side story there. It's your imaginary friend the whole time. Because that's actually the uh, ending you were uh, talking about oh, that okay. they changed. Paramount really wanted to change that ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, you know what, let's just put an imaginary friend in. I do love that the one person that was able to basically outsmart her was the simpleton? Was, was the simpleton? That but was he's not so a simpleton. No. But he's not. No, he he's playing the simpleton. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's uh, he's a he's a scoundrel. Yeah, yeah. that's yes, why he, he doesn't he have that whole speech where he's like, I know how who you are because oh, yeah, I knows. am you and yeah. shit like he that. He knows, but he wasn't he he wasn't as good. He nope. wasn't as good. He got he got he, he got, got burned. Yep, got he got burned, burned real bad. <laughs> well, that's what you do when you you make a bet out of fucking packing, dude. That I thought he was gonna I, make it. You want to tell you you want me to tell you where I applaud. Um, the, the actress who played the mother, I can't. Why am I just not? Oh, that scene uh, when he's that, burning, when he's burning, and she's like playing the piano. Oh, and just she's going, getting faster and faster. And she's going crazy because mm-hmm. of it because she knows what the hell's going on. The other mm-hmm. lady's like, "What are you doing?" She's Dude. just playing the piano, just being a darling girl. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like that scene. I was like, "Oh, this." I really need to work on my fifties female voice, don't I? That was very <laughs> really man, <don't>. yeah. <laughs> very man. I was like, "This this lady's gonna lose her shit." And then what do you know? Next thing you know, she's killing her kid yeah. and shoots herself in the face. I don't know if we want to get to the ending of uh, uh, or we that part, did. but we, we just uh, got to that part. All right, I guess I we're mean, there. The ship just docked. Let me let me let me just say, I was very surprised by 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 that part in the film. Yeah, I, I did not think it was gonna go that violent. I did, I did not think <laughs> like, it was gonna go that way. And again, you don't see it. Just like in funny games, you don't see it. But your brain goes, she just blew her fucking head off right yeah. next to her kid's room, who she's trying to kill I, with sleeping. Yeah, you know, the whole time I was thinking, like, really, you couldn't you couldn't wait like twenty more minutes to do it, huh? Couldn't and, wait twenty more minutes. And also, I minutes. didn't think that the the sleeping pill like. There was a part of me, and maybe this they didn't is know just, about overdose. The, yeah, the yeah, ig- I'm right not there with that, you. but like the ignorance of the '50s, in because you know I'm I'm this well, I live in this era that I would thought that the, like the '50s, like oh they'll probably like put her to sleep and they'll just be like put her in an orphanage or something. Like I thought it was going to be something <laughs> too. weird. No, but they too. were like I just got to put the kid asleep and then we can something moral. <laughs> we can figure it out. Yeah, I did not think it was going to be like when it, when I realized it like. Oh shit! She's trying to overdose the kid and kill her, and then when I heard the gunshot, I was like, "Fucking shit!" That went dark, like, <laughs> and it was all off screen, and it was still like one of the most. It was heartbreaking as hell. Shit. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of ha- came like the movie overall is long, but I feel like that part of it the last came minutes. pretty quick. Like it was yeah. like. It was like suddenly she's distraught, and you're like, okay, well, what other levels of emotions is she gonna go through? And then she's like, yeah, basically, like, oh, this was great, great performance choice. But when she was actually handing Rhoda the sleeping pills, her she's turned away the entire yeah, she's time. Looking away. That 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 Rhoda's taking them and and eating them, and she's just she can't look at her own daughter like as she poisons her to death. You yeah. know, it's I thought that was 
very I thought great. that I thought that was where the movie should have ended. As the, with that I gun, agree. With that gunshot. I agree. Yeah. I, I feel re- like the stuff that happened after it was like Return of the King shit. It was just kept happening, kept going. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm well, like, you've already kind on. of taken me on this emotional roller coaster. And now you're kind of bringing me back, bringing out me of back it. to like think like, oh, well, I guess it's not a happy ending. Yeah. And then like the, and the mom's okay. It's like, oh, it's a happy ending. And now the daughter's like alive. And it's like, fuck me. I want to disagree with you, though. I actually don't think that it should have ended at the gun shop because I think one of the most powerful scenes, especially to show how uncaring the daughter is, is the mother's like in the fucking goddamn, you know, hospital. And like her attitude about it is like, oh, no, mommy, you know, like she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like that's where you see that. Like, yeah, but would you really give a shit if your mom tried to kill you? Well, she didn't know. But even but how does she not know? She's that girl's I too smart like not knew. to know. That girl knew, right? But you know what? Here's the thing: like that's it. It didn't affect her yeah. in any fucking emotional way. True. Her and and she didn't try to get revenge either. She wasn't like I'm gonna go kill my mom. I thought that's where it was going though. When she was leaving the when house, I, I thought too. she was going to kill the mom. And then it just fucking shits. I hate that ending. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I ending. was shocked that that yeah. was the ending. It's I was... a very odd. Uh... I, it's just an odd, out of place. She gets struck by fucking lightning, and the dockets. Blow I liked up. it. Though. I, hated I, it. I liked it because it it showcased how after everything, she's just this greedy little fucking shitty thing. Like already... all she cared about this entire movie was getting the medal back. And it killed her. And another thing I loved about it was the very opening shot is exactly on that dock. And yeah. then the very that, last shot yeah. is on that dock. That opening shot is probably my favorite shot in the movie. Dude, I was like, this can't be a real place because I want to no. live there. Yeah. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a set. It had to be. It, no, oh, that was a, that was, was a mat. That was a backdrop. Yeah, yeah all this town was. The but I was like, where does that town exist? I want to go there. Yeah. No, I was like, the, but yeah, the ending, I was just like. Really? She gets struck by lightning? Like, yeah, it was kind of a... It, it, was, it was definitely a, a weird way to go. But, I mean, at the same time, they mentioned it, though. Yeah. They it, mentioned lightning and getting yeah. struck by lightning in the film, too. It almost felt like, though, like it was like, a, we don't know how to end it. They foresh- they foreshadowed with the revolver, too, because I, I, like, once she picked her up and walked her into her room, I was like, oh, shit. I thought she already had the revolver and she was going to, like, shoot both. I thought we were going to hear two gunshots. Yeah. And then she walked in the room, you hear her unlocking the box, and then boom, you're like, oh. Yeah, like that got me, but yeah, there is a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. Like they do the same thing with uh, what's it called? A what lot of fucking... exposition as Wait, well. What do they yeah. call? What do they call it with the? <laughs> what the fuck do they call the packing material? Excelsior. 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 That's apparently yeah, and I that's apparently like that was what they used to pack. That was the stuff. packing stuff. I mean, back that was in the day. That, go on, take some Excelsior. That was huge. <laughs> that was huge foreshadowing. Oh, it's behind the furnace where it could right. easily catch on right. fire. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, that was definitely, like, there was a lot of foreshadowing in this, mm-hmm. which I guess is also kind of terrifying for the audience, especially at the time, because you know it's, like, if you're, if they were smart enough, you know, the audience was smart enough, they knew what was coming, and we're like, oh, shit, this little girl's going to do know, this. They saw enough movies up to this point to yeah. know yeah, that. Like, this could have this could have been in that time when it had been just incredibly impactful. Like, wow, I didn't know anything was going to happen. I think even the filmmakers like the thought sense. that was going to happen. I think the filmmakers even knew that was kind of going to happen. And that's, again, probably why they put that that last, like, that last, uh, whatever, title card in there. Telling yeah. people, don't fucking spoil the movie for anybody else. Well, even the whole idea that she beat the kid to 
with sh- with her shoes because I was like, what's the violent. big deal? You know why are they why are they showcasing the fact that oh my mother got these made for me so I yeah. can tap dance around the house. Yeah. And then, like, you're thinking the whole time, oh, he got beat with a stick because of what Leroy says. And then it turns out that she used her own shoes to beat the kid into the water. I'm really bummed that I had seen this movie before because I cannot remember my emotional reactions to all of this shit. And it makes me feel, like, almost jaded to the film. Like, yeah, I saw it coming. I saw it coming type of thing. It bums me out. I'll tell you right now. uh, Yeah, but you hadn't seen it before. No, you're right. I had. I want to tell you how I felt about it, though, which which actually was very surprising for me. Because very few, like, older films, uh, you know, make me cry. Mm. Like, have that such an effect on me. This film, fuck it, did. The scene where she realizes, like, that her daughter is a killer and... That dilemma of just like, but I love my daughter, but yeah, like somehow, some way, like there's really nothing I can do about this because, yeah. and somehow I blame myself for all of this because it's your genes, it's my genes, and I, it's coming from me, and I didn't know it. Like, I started kind of crying because I couldn't imagine what that feeling must be like to love something so dearly and know that there's nothing you can do, that there's yeah. something so horribly wrong with it. That it, it shouldn't go on. It really shouldn't go on to live. Like that's how I really... feel about this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> day, <laughs> every goddamn day. I, I One kept, day, kept thinking Just she was going to hundredth episode, and all of you die. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to broadcast it. Live. Lightning bolt. Why are you putting a lightning rod in the middle of the table, Cody? I feel like. Why are you still talking like that, guy? Like the... <laughs> well, see here. We're doing a film from the fifties, see, and that's that's how I'm going to talk. What's uh, favorite character? Who's your all favorite character, Kyle? Probably the mother. That's really yeah. I really like. She, I, said, I mean, she holds like it in at the end. She, you know, no. I I feel like she plays. She plays the uh, what did you say? In- intellectually. Uh, I, I I said intellectually dishonest. I wanted to say more like willfully ignorant. Willfully ignorant. She plays willfully word. willfully ignorant very well. Chris, favorite character? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to give credit to to Patty McCormick because yeah. she is she's what made this film. Like, I, other than the mother, I mean, her performance was great. But I would have to say, favorite was probably Monica for me or Leroy. Like when those two were on screen, I was totally into whatever they were saying or doing or how they were acting or where their scenes would progress to. Um, so yeah, least favorite definitely the fucking dad. I've, yeah, I did not. not he was so stale, dude. It, it was yeah, like, he wasn't, he wasn't like even even in the yeah in the emergency room, he looks like he's smiling. I'm like, what the fuck is? Going- <laughs> <laughs> even at the end, where he should be a remote or emotional wreck, where it's None. Like, my wife tried to kill my kid and then tried to kill herself. Like, how do I fucking handle and deal with this? He's like, I just love my wife. Well, and he was yeah, he was like saying he's like, I don't know how I'm gonna go on living, and it's yeah. just like now there's no emotion behind it. Yeah, so. yeah, it was some it was some fucking Captain America bullshit yeah. was going on right there. <laughs> Like Mike, oh, it's got to be Rhoda. I mean, she's so fantastic in this. She's she makes this film. Like, I mean, that's she is she is the film almost. She's the bad seed, yeah. But she's I, the bad seed. I'll tell you what, her best scenes are with Leroy, and I think that's what. Yeah, they are. They sure are. That's what I think speaks volumes. That's why Leroy's my favorite, dude. That guy. I mean, I bought it hook, line, and sinker from the get go. I was like, this sleazy looking mother, <laughs> what is this? And just the way he talked was just those shoes. Yes. Yeah. So good. Not as preacher, not as much 
Not as much preacher as you had in there, but yeah, it was close. That was close to it. Okay. The shoes, ah, they were such a free, ah. Chris Willenbrecht, no. ah. I mean, he was pretty. He was pretty. Yeah, his performance was very like I know what you like, you know, like yeah. an old yeah. crone or something. Yes, it was so good. With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the bad seed. You have some new vitamins to take tonight. New ones? Mm-hmm. Are those the vitamins? Yes. May I see them, please? Why, yes, of course. There's some that Monica sent down. Oh? You know, I think Monica likes me. I'm sure she does. Swallowing pills is just a trick. (laughs) You're very good at it. Do you love me, Mommy? Oh, yes. Do you know about Leroy? Yes. You told me to put my shoes in the incinerator, didn't you? Yes. What did you do with the metal? I can have it now, can't I? All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about the bad seed from 1956. Let's get into some of the technical stuff. I don't know how much technical, technically advanced this movie was in 1956. Eh, not much. I, I enjoy the music. Um, I thought the music choices were very well. That fucking song she's playing creeped me out. Yeah, she was stuck in my fucking head. There was one or two times where it fell out of place to me, but... The beginning. It feels a little out of place. It almost feels cartoonish, but I felt like that was the point. Maybe, yeah. Like, you weren't supposed to suspect it yet as, like, a murderous theme. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, you realize every time you hear it, you're like, oh, someone's dying. (laughs) That person's getting it. (laughs) There's always a piano around where anybody dies, one on the dock. (laughs) Just playing it as he drowns. Yeah. (laughs) How did you pull that piano? What? (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh, the, like I said earlier, that opening shot to me was just really cool. The way it just like kind of like pushed into the town. Yeah, like pushed into the town and like through that tree, that decrepit looking tree. It's like perfect. Gnarled. Arched is it, is it a gnarled oak? It looked was like it a gnarled, gnarled oak. It did look like a gnarled oak. I was. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure because it was in black and white. But yeah. <laughs> I couldn't I know tell if it was a gnarled oak or just like I was a blown, nice I was a blown, walnut. I was blown walnut. away when they said that uh, she was wearing a red dress. I was like, nah, it didn't look like it in black and white. It looked no. like a white yeah, dress. You can't tell. Uh, what's kind of interesting is that was like the only time they mentioned color, I feel like, because it stood out to me. I was like, yeah. Red dress. Wow, I didn't even think about I color at any point. In I this. imagine that's what you had to do. You probably had to talk about color a lot. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> ex- you knew that, that explains more of the uh, the what seems like over exposition. That it, like you know. My question is, did I see it red from that point on when I heard? that? I didn't at all. I, mean, no, I kept I seeing yellow it, for yeah. some reason. I saw yellow. I just kept seeing like white. I saw white. Yeah, I, saw I saw white. white. Like maybe a baby blue going on yeah. there. I smelled green. Like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> I felt real bad for uh uh Leroy when he was pushing that lawnmower. I was like, God damn. Man, technology. <laughs> Gotta love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I felt sad that he just kept getting scolded by everybody like all the time. I didn't. He seemed like kind of a, he was son a piece of, a dick. of shit. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. Was like why shouldn't he? Yeah, he seemed I'm like sure a bit of an a piece asshole. of shit. He just walked into people's houses. Yeah, I guess you're right. That was a little creepy. Just kind of let him oh, yeah, the door. We're all here. Just want, doing the basket. You want me to tell you a little? Everybody's clothes off. You want me to tell you a little thing about it? Okay, so in the in the in the movie, uh, like Leroy, there's a scene where like the mother's in the kitchen. And he kind of yeah. looks on and like now, you know, blah 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 blah. A good man like Leroy, like that scene is supposed to mimic what is a bigger scene, I guess, in the book, where essentially like he he his whole mode of thinking is I'm gonna rape. The mother, Mom. now that the father is gone, Damn. like essentially, or at least kind of, 
You get a little bit of that. Yeah, no, you do. It's a hint of it. They yeah. don't go. They don't beat you over the head with it. But I guess in the book, it's a bigger, a bigger yeah. theme, and that Definitely and that's a rape vibe. and that's yeah. meant to and that's meant to like really reinforce the whole like evil recognizes evil uh-huh. kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, and the, I think we do get the rape vibe, but I I would attribute it more to his the way he looked when he was saying it or how you know what I, I mean? attribute it to the things he was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it was just so innocent the that it just blew past me. They're so innocent now that now that the husband's gone, it's time for Leroy to move in. It's like no, that's that's really rapey. Yeah, it's about as I don't know how you get how you get around that. That's pretty direct. Innocent. I was thinking maybe more, he was, I was in, thinking innocently cr- like fall in love with Leroy, <laughs> like fall in love with me and, and have beautiful children together. Oh, oh, you're you're so you're so such a delicate flower. Yeah, you think are. I was watching Disney movies all the time. Oh, no, Leroy. <laughs> Roy doesn't seem like the roses and chocolates yeah. kind of guy to me. <laughs> He's the more forced entry <laughs> kind of guy. Oh, man. In so many ways. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. You know, was there any technical stuff that stood out to you guys? Not really. The only thing that I, like... Because, it, I mean, it was shot like a play, so that's why exactly. I... Exactly, like... and... and that, Again, like going back to like my m- the only gripe I had was because it felt like a play. Like every shot, well, I shouldn't say every shot, but pretty much all shots are are done from you know the same angle. Like they never like do like a hundred and eighty degree a reverse shot in any way in the film, except when they're looking out the window. It's the only time you see what that side of the apartment actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I, I guess it shouldn't bother me a whole lot, but at the same time, it was just like you. If you guys had like done this on a set, you could have made it a little more dynamic, but still kept the play vibe. I just wish they got out of the house a little bit more. Yeah, like you know, like when they did get out when she went to like that little day camp thing, picnic. You know, was that a picnic? Yeah, Laura even said we didn't have no picnics in my day. All right, well, yeah, whatever it was. Like anytime they got out of that room, I was like, cool, something else. Like whether it was in the yard or down in the basement, or even outside the door when she's putting the shoes in the incinerator. I'm like, cool. Just like out of that room for once. That shot when she's putting the shoes in the incinerator might be the best shot in the whole movie. Great shot. Yeah. It's creepy. Because the mother's just sitting there like devastated in the background. Staring. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I I was thinking about it. I think probably actually one of my favorite shots is um, when she's in her rain slickers like walking down the street, dragging the flashlight along the the oh, the, the yes. fence post, and it's just going da, 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 and she's just kind of like humming. I think she was humming that song, yep. right? She yeah. was. And I thought that scene that scene was a. I think it was lit and shot really well because it's raining and it's nighttime, but she just you know she's just popping out, standing out of the darkness, and still looks like bright and you know yeah. like. And she goes right angelic under angelic and yeah. shit, and and right then under the arch of the trees too that like frame her in as she's going yeah. down the middle, the exact middle. But of also the has the creep factor to, as a part of it because then it's still like this, the this horrible person. You don't know where she's on her way to, but it's probably not good wherever she's going. That was yeah. the vibe I got. So I know, that I was, was like, a great she's shot. Go kill that mom. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what that told me. I thought that too. I got a creep factor to talk about before we uh, maybe come close to to ending this. I want to get to it. Let's talk about that cast call. <laughs> yeah. At the end? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that cast call. Oh, was she okay. spanks him? Spanks her? That's a fucking weird... That's a weird thing. I that thought so, too. That's a weird thing to do. Like, I get that they're trying to say, like, in real life, we're going to pretend, like, okay, so now we're people again. Now we're actors. 
and we're going to kind of like pretend like we're going back into character. And I'm going to do what all of you out there probably thought you wanted to do was yes. just this girl needed a good spanking. Yes. It's like, a, and it was, I get the joke, but fucking did not. It's a way to lighten the mood. That's why I was saying earlier yeah. why I think it was like, this was some heavy shit at the time and they needed to be like, we're just acting. It's fun. You know what I mean? It's yeah. for fun. We're just telling a story. So doing that, like spanking the child, it's like, oh, ha ha. Every horrible thing I just witnessed is now is now OK. Right. You know? Right. So. Right. It's such a weird thing. And to think that a movie would have to do that. It's not not in an era that we live in where, you know, it's not like at the end of Funny Games, they were just like, hey, everybody, just so you know, (laughs) this never really happens. People don't just kill for no reason. Normally, you know, like you would would, it's it's assumed that like, no, people actually do kill for no reason. Yeah. Uh, You're you're not safe. Please go out and buy guns and hold yourself up in a a safe room for the rest of your life and never walk out of it. That became very clear the last five decades. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, like the, the I think the 60s and 70s really had a nice. And I, and, and I, a nice cropping of serial killers doing <laughs> terrible yeah. things. Yeah. It's like the world got a little wiser. Yeah. <laughs> Still a little innocent in the 50s. All right, guys, let's rate this Mammer Jammer. What are we rating it, Mike? What about Excelsior? <laughs> Just like a pile of hay. Yeah. yeah. If we can't find a shot of actual Excelsior, it's just a shot of Stan Lee, like Excelsior. Like, <laughs> or could it just be like Elka Seltzer or something? Like, what? what? what does that even mean? That doesn't even yeah. make sense. Yeah. Sounds like Excelsior. I like the Stan Lee thing. But you know what? Comedy. We'll let you. We'll, you're, the, you're the artist. You go ahead and do it. Chris does co- a new podcast coming next week. Chris does comedy. <laughs> Elsa Seltzer? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. Let's start with Chris. Okay. Uh, first time seeing it, I'm really excited that I got to watch it because I remember as a kid, I used to um, check out this book from the library all the time that was like horror movies, and it would go back to the early days of horror. And Bad Seed was always the one that stood out to me like, I'm like, I got to see that. What's up with this creepy little girl? You know what I mean? So it took a long time to get here. But um, I enjoyed the film. You know, I don't think I loved the film, but I definitely enjoyed it. And I know why it's important in cinema. And I get I, I see influence in other directors coming from this film. So I love that. I've, obviously, everybody did a great job. They just translated from stage to screen and uh, added a little few tweaks in there here and there. But, you know overall i think it's a pretty solid movie that everybody should check out as far as classic horror thriller goes it's dark for 1956 um and uh yeah i was i was impressed uh but i'm gonna probably stick at a four for this one just because i felt that there it was a little long it was two hours long i feel like maybe it could have been an hour 30 hour and 45 I did get a little drained after a while, but once that ending kicked in, it was amazing. So um, check it out, and that's for Elka Seltzer. What the fuck was that shit called? Excelsior. Excelsior. Four bales of Excelsior. Bales. <laughs> what is it? Bushels. Four bushels of pile. Excelsior. Is it a pile? Know. Is it a bed? I don't a know. bed of Excelsior. Four of them. <laughs> pile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. You know, I, I I had seen this movie before, but I completely forgot that I'd seen it before, and I, for the life of me, still can't remember where or why I saw this movie before. But um, I enjoy this movie. I think it's um, I think it's a fantastic thriller from you know from 
bygone era of the 50s and you there wasn't I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of films from that era that I've seen that have been uh really touched on um some legitimately terrifying concepts and I think you know this one the concept of your daughter basically being the spawn of a serial killer by proxy of your own genes I guess is pretty creepy so um I'm that being said, there are some things I didn't like about the film that kind of stuck out. And I think it's probably because the second viewing, it wasn't as fresh and new for me. Um, like I've already mentioned, like the fact that it's a play, but they basically carbon copied the play onto screen with the exception of the ending and maybe a few things. That some of the acting felt like it. they were acting in a play, not, not acting for film. Um, but that being said, I'm going to go with a three on this one. I think it's a really enjoyable film, man. You guys should check it out. All right, I will say that, man. The first, I would say, 45 minutes of this film, I hate. I don't enjoy it. It's too slow. It's too much exposition. It's too. It's just too much. But when those last minutes kick in, those last other 45 minutes, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> but. When the other hour and a half of the film yeah, <laughs> it gets really, really, really good um, to the point to where like I kind of want to go back and watch again just that that end part. Um, I'm gonna go with a, I, I kind of agree with just everything you guys said, so I don't want to go like beat a dead horse on this one, but I'm gonna go with a three point five on this one. Um, I think it's a solid, solid movie. It's definitely, in my opinion, a cult film. Just because not not only the performances, but again the subject matter alone that it touched in 1956 of your kid could be a killer is kind of f- fucking crazy. So uh, yeah, three and a half. Excelsiors. Excelsior. <laughs> Mike. It's like a car model. Um, I'm gonna give this four Excelsiors. Um, it's it's a really good film, and it really. I mean, for me, elicited a lot of uh, deep-rooted fear and emotion, you know? Like, I, I, I rarely cry at, at... You know, we watch cult films all the time. I rarely find one that I cry at. This one I did. I, I just could really feel the mother's angst and pain and, and, and the idea that something that you love so dear, like, just, ha- like, you know... You, you see, you, know, you ever see those kids? You're like, man, something ain't right with that kid. Like, mm-hmm. and she... She does such a good job of just kind of being like, man, I don't know. She's okay, right? Like she's okay, right? She's always she she's always looking for somebody to be yeah. like to validate that the like, kid's right. fine. And everybody's like, yeah, of course she's fucking beautiful. Of course she's beautiful. You're good. You're good. And but she knows she knows something something's wrong. And then to find out to hit so hard where it's it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And not only that, but like you know, we didn't talk a lot about it. Um, we talked about her being drunk and whether or not it was really effective or not. But fuck to have the mother, the of, mother the dead of, child of the dead child over. continually come over and like beg for your help. And, you know, like even mm. she, and she might be the only one on your side where she's like, I don't think there's something right with your your daughter right now. Fuck. Fuck. That's some deep shit. And then it ends in such a deep way. I will agree with you, Cody. God damn! The first forty-five minutes, it it takes a while to get yeah. there. Yeah, and when you get there, it's like a roller coaster. It just goes like, okay, we're we gonna get to the fucking top, or like, <laughs> yeah. and then it's just like kind of like, but yeah, what? A, it, it's a wonder film. I would definitely uh, uh, request. No, not request. Request? No, 
You can request it. Uh, I can request it. <laughs> well, sure. I already did that because Top that's what we're doing it. I, w- I would uh, definitely suggest this film to anyone. It's a fantastic film. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a solid four Excelsiors. All right, guys, there you have it. That's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at Colt Film underscore Review on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Go to the website. All of our episodes are on there. We got way more episodes than we do on iTunes. People keep on saying, like, why don't you do this movie? Why don't you do this yeah, movie? Yeah, what's up with that? And it's like, <laughs> we've done it. It's just not on Go iTunes. to the website. Go to the website. Go to the website. I can't believe you guys haven't done Toxic Avenger yet. I can't believe that it. That's the first episode. First yeah. goddamn Guess episode. Guess what? We Look did it. it. Google it. <laughs> um, leave us a review <laughs> on so iTunes. so angry there. Yeah, I know. Leave us a, it's them goddamn Satanists getting us all pumped again. <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes, and we will give you a shout-out at this point in the show. So let's do that right now. Oh, you didn't do it. Oh, oh, I was so excited. I was ready to give you all a shout That's on you, audience. Yeah, we're looking at you. We just booed our audience. <laughs> we shamed them. <laughs> no, we them. didn't. Bad. We, didn't, we shamed them. We, we, yeah. we, no, we shamed them. You know, we didn't boo our audience. We booed the people that didn't leave you a review. You them. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at coltfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike at You can find me at Mike Salustio on Twitter. Find you? Yeah. Or follow you. Both. Yeah, you can find me. You hear me talking about shit? Be more likely to find him I tweeted there. about you the Would other you? day. You tweeted tweet about you. Then on the street Why did you something? tweet about me? Maybe you should, you know, maybe if you followed me on Twitter, you would know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. And there's half our audience. <laughs> All right. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. Uh, that's our show for this week, guys. Just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>